evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football. Uh, a rather special edition today. Paul was obviously back in the fold after after his appearance last week. But Paul, we also have a have a, a third host this week. We do a Scottish um, Elan fan. A Scottish Elan fan with ginger been on hair. The podcast before. Yep, ginger hair. Sometimes wears glasses. Yep, Stevie's yep. back. Hello everybody, <laughs> it's Stevie here. Unfortunately it's not Stevie Waddell, but it is the, the one and only Jamie McCourt. Ginger Trot. The Ginger Trot. Uh, who is Stevie's no longer Ginger, is he? Uh, he looked kind of grey last time I saw him. Stevie's no longer a lot of things, eh? <laughs> Stevie's longer Stevie. Aye. Uh, <laughs> Steve. He's <laughs> half the man he was. But yeah, so we have a third host this week. Uh, so we'll see if it... That's what a year of living in England will do to you, eh? Uh, yeah, well indeed, well indeed. Lay off the fried Mars bars and take a bit of stress. Well, I mean, I guess they, I mean, I guess it's what happens when you have to slim down to fit on a Keeley United top that is normally worn by Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Ryan says that everyone's called 15 because that's like 2015 is when they were formed. But I think it's because Ryan has one top, <laughs> and that's what he sent to see. Share it around. <laughs> share it around. Yeah. And it's you, like Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson. You never see two of them at the one time. And you do realise that we could have had one of those ourselves if you'd been a bit more nice, um, <laughs> open to the <laughs> idea of. If I'd been a bit more open to Ryan, yeah, that sounds that sounds problematic. Anyway, anyway, uh, let's move on swiftly from uh, from that. We are, as I said, enjoy, joined by Jamie tonight. Um, intro music. Paul was uh, hokey cokey. Is that because there's three of us, or why why the hokey cokey? Uh, because a certain somebody put their left leg in. Uh, What's well, the right leg actually? Oh, okay, okay, right. And out. And out. Shook it around a bit and fractured it. Yep. So we're obviously talking about the one and only Jonathan. The bronze god. The bronze god. Still on uh, season over then? I guess we'll get to that in a minute, but uh, obviously what we're talking about is in the supermatch last week, Jonathan went over in his ankle, may have been tackled, may not have been. Uh, whatever happened, uh, he went off injured. Mm-hmm. Um, he then did a Cristiano Ronaldo, stood on the touchline, urging on his team. Didn't really help them. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, he didn't have one of those like um, inflatable casts on though at the time, did he? Uh, or did he have an ice bag taped to his leg or anything? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. Peas, right? I, I, I was a bag of peas, right? A bag of peas. Um, I don't know. Like, to be honest, I, I wasn't really watching. I just saw him kind of like doing a kind of, as I said, like a Ronaldo-esque undermining of the manager. Yeah. Um, and then turns out he's fractured his right ankle. Yep. And Two months. Two months. Two months. Out till Octoberish. Yeah. Possibly. Which at which point in time, as you said, could be the end of Super season, right? I, I fully expect them to drop down the table and be in the bottom six by the split. Um. <laughs> fully expect or fully hope? Well, I mean, they drop well, the position. More in hope than expectation. More in hope than expectation, yeah. But. So, speaking of that, I guess the agenda for tonight, we'll talk a little bit. Obviously, Jamie will will give us his musings uh, on the challenge. I'm, I'm guessing you've been to see some games already. Yep. Uh, but I guess we'll do like a review of the weekend's games, challenge and classic. So we can fully expect the podcast to be back up to an hour and a half now that we've got someone that actually knows about the challenge. As uh, opposed to you. As opposed to, to me. Well, we can fully expect it to probably start losing listeners yeah. now that we're actually focusing on the challenge and on that note I would you know, like to take a wee 10 minutes or so and just discuss that mock poor result last week because I don't think that was covered in enough detail you know, it, was, it was covered in more than enough detail you know, that was spectacular that was a real performance you know? it was covered in more than enough detail 
But thanks for that one, Jimmy. Uh, thanks for dragging it back up again, the ex girlfriend. Also, uh, Celtic crashing out of the uh, Ramsons Trophy last night. Uh, I don't know, we were too busy uh, humping a stand of 5 0 in the Champions League, <laughs> so I couldn't tell you what was happening. They lost to. I want to say Aloha. That's true, yeah, actually, yeah, the, the, the Colts, the. Uh, the oh, the Colts, the kids. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the, the game that left me with a stanner. No. <laughs> I'm just amazed that you're talking about any team from Glasgow after Sevco pumping your guys 2 0 at home. Yeah, better not mention that. Anyway, so, back to, the, <laughs> back to the 48 years of football podcast. So, obviously, our agenda is, yep, review of the weekend's games. Uh, look at the highlights and the main talking points in Korean football. Obviously, we talked a little bit about Jonathan. There was a national team um, call up, I guess it was, where Cynthia Young announced his first uh, 23 man squad. Yeah, the OEPs. OEPs. Fickle yeah. Korean football fans been clamouring for more K League players. Finally get them, and they're like, why, what the hell? Why have they picked this guy? Why have they picked that guy? <laughs> Did you That's amazing, right? Why is there not enough K League players? Oh, there's too many K League players. Um, so I guess they were clamouring more for one particular Kaylee player, yeah? Uh, I guess we'll go through any other important things that have happened, and then, of course, we'll obviously preview the weekend's games uh, coming up, yeah? And all that in 25 minutes, because we're, we're recording on my phone, and I'm, I'm going to take my toys home when the yep, time runs and out. and you have a 50-minute battery life, right? <laughs> well, that's what she said, anyway. So, back to the reviews. Challenge a classic. Um, I think we should kick out for the Super Match. I will, okay. I will concede, despite the, the spectacular Elan result this weekend, I will concede that that super match is, is worthy of a, of a mention for a number of reasons. Uh, for not just the, the bronze god Slim's been uh, hacked at, but also the uh, bottle gate that, that took place at the end of it. Yep. yep. So I guess we'll get the bottle gate after we preview the actual footballing action. So I didn't know That's what. done. So bottle gate then. <laughs> I, I, it was a pretty entertaining game couldn't tell me I was in a team building mate I have no idea it, <laughs> I couldn't it, tell you what happened it was a proper rollicking derby end to end stuff end to end stuff chances brilliant blinding saves from both goalkeepers to keep it relatively low score ok um, so did it send the 28,596 people home happy uh, maybe 2,000 <laughs> of them yeah, it was like that is the biggest attendance in yeah. Suwon for like even when they were giving away free, uh, free tickets, right? They, they were a huge crowd. Understandably so, though, because, you know, they were kind of pushing the season, aren't they? Well, they, they were. Yeah, they were, were pushing until that game. They were kind of uh, chasing. They uh, announced on Thursday they were going to strip off uh, half the away end and give it to home fans, mm-hmm. uh, of which they actually sold none of those tickets to Suwon fans. So, five minutes into the game, that that's segment of the, of the South Stand was completely empty. So the police then let us yeah. blow over into that. Okay. Um, I did also notice that the police. I, sorry, I didn't notice this. I was, it was brought to my attention that at halftime the police were back in again in the Soul End. Were you involved in that scuffle or whatever it was that the illicit banner or whatever they were taking down? Uh, it wasn't an illicit banner, it was a, an, a fan squabble. A fan squabble? You know, Mr. Kim Yong Dae. I do I indeed, yeah. He's <laughs> going. <laughs> I thought he'd given up the ghost of him. No. Okay. He's uh, still in full swing. Um, he's always been a bit of an abrasive character, shall we say. Yep. And he managed to annoy uh, the uh, the main fan groups. So his gr- he had a, he had his own fan group. They were kicked out of the main Suoshin yep. about six months ago because his basically banner. he's a knob. Okay. Uh, and today, or well, that that day, he uh, so they hung out the big main Salt FC Salt fans banner, uh-huh. and he hung his banner over the top of it. Oh, and brilliant. 
Excellent. So it was all it was banner wars basically. Okay. About who's obscuring whose banner? Okay. Because uh, because yeah, my friend who was in right next to the Soul fans, he was in the uh, the sewer one end. Uh, he he sent me photographs of the police sitting amongst it. Yeah. Uh, he said he wasn't sure what was actually happening. Sorry, but we're just replaying the video of Jonathan's tackle. <laughs> uh, that's him screaming in the background, <laughs> obviously. Um, to, okay. to, to summarise it in one sentence, um, he turned up, grabbed his place, they hung out the main banner, the bit in front of him was still empty, Thanatos hung their banner in that place, he objected to having Thanatos' banner hung in front of him, Okay. and he, he didn't put it in the... When he asked them to remove their banner, he didn't put it in a nice, polite way. Okay. He, he used kind of markisms. Okay. okay, good, good, good. So that was that. Yep. Uh, on footballing point of view, it was uh, nil at half time. Nil at half time. Yeah. Uh, deserved score for both teams. Um, I think both teams had a couple of chances. Mm-hmm. Seoul probably, maybe, maybe I want to say on top, but maybe that's just my point of view. Yeah. Perspective. But, but at least given it was what second versus fifth, they were definitely holding their own and okay. doing better than I expected. And then into the second half. Yep. And um, yeah, I guess as we've discussed, actually when we previewed when we previewed this game last week, uh, I don't know if you remember, I did say that uh, it would be it would finish a draw only if Suwon were were winning at half time. I said if it was a draw at half time, Seoul would win it. Yep. And was I right? Uh, yes, you were. I was indeed. As so the, the game finished one 0 to Seoul. Yep. Uh, fantastic own goal by. Kwak Yongsun. Yep. Who I think his inclusion was quite strange in the first place, right? Yeah, it was a bit controversial and. Uh, um, yeah. And uh, was it was a pretty. I don't know if you've had a chance to actually watch the the replay or not, but I've watched it a couple of hundred times. A couple of hundred times, <laughs> but it was a pretty sweet own goal. And um, I'm not quite sure what he was trying. He kind of like deflected it into the far yeah. corner. It was a weak cross coming across, right? Yeah, he could have stood there and done nothing. Yeah, uh, obviously the sort. I guess he was. He hadn't. He didn't have the positional awareness to know where Sol's attacker was. Dehan, he was. So he panicking. thought, "Oh, Dayan's probably coming in behind me to bury this, so I better do something with it." And he just deflected it into the yeah. net. I mean, I don't give Dehan any credit. Don't think he deserves much. But um, that's that's what Dehan does. Is he terrifies defences, right? And I guess he was panicking. Dehan's somewhere behind me. I better clear this. And he did. Yeah, where well, he scuffed it right in his own. In the back is on there, right? And it looked as if the goalie could have got it, but decided it was going wide and pulled out. And then um, on the replay, it kind of bobbled. I mean, on the replay, the goalkeeper could probably have made a bigger effort. Yeah. But it was one of those ones where it's like, well, it's not my fault if it's an own goal. You got that feel when it was like, I could dive across the the goal and stop it, but it's not my problem, is it? <laughs> you know what I mean, he's the one who's going to get abused. Yeah. And anyway, you know Super mean? Jonathan will score a hat trick. Yeah. Dope. Dope. So then the game kind of went on, they both teams, as far as I know, they both teams attacked, huffed and puffed, attacked, huffed and puffed. Um, Suwon almost grabbed a, an equaliser with the last kick of the ball, or the last head of the ball, I believe. Yeah, I mean, Seoul completely ran themselves out by 80th minute, and yeah. the last 10 minutes they were dead on their feet. Um, I think he should have made a couple of substitutions a bit earlier than he did. Uh, Dayan was really absolutely cream crackered, but yeah, he's, he played till the 89th minute or something like that. And then, and then Santos headed the ball off the bar, volleyed the ball off the bar. Uh, did he? Last he kick of the ball, I heard. It didn't, didn't go off the bar. It, it was a, a save by the keeper. Okay, see by the keeper. See them in the line. Okay. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant save. Okay. It was from a narrow angle, but it was arrowed in. And he saved it, got it over the bar. Okay. So, or then, one now victory. You obviously happy, deserved victory. Yep. Do you think it's enough to kickstart your season for the fifteenth time? 
Well, if there's one thing we've learned from Seoul is that they have a good result against a strong team, and then the next week they play against someone down the bottom of the table and lose. Uh, That's not the case this weekend. This week it's all sun at home, so we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I mean, that result there leaves you 10 points you know, from John Buck, which is you know, just one reprimand and one point deduction away from... You know, from our league title again. So yeah, that's, that's shooting range. You know, well, that's it. I mean, that is the. I mean, that's the thing. You know, like, so could win a title if someone else gives it to them. Just need some of these referees to start pulling away, and then you know, go back to the same champions like always. So you alluded there, uh, Jamie, that it's still ten points. Indeed. That means that John Book didn't have the victory that we all had on the cards then. Did they? No, they didn't. No, they did not. They finished one each in the Jolla Derby. That's yep. correct. Uh, I saw the last two minutes of this somehow. I feel like I got home and turned on my TV and that was the game that was at the, the station that, that, that was on. Uh, yeah, I finished one each, but John Book had two chances in the last ten seconds. Uh, both of them cleared off the line. Probably, I don't know if they deserved the draw or deserved the victory or whatever, but yeah, that's the game. I think they took the lead, John Book, and then like, yeah. Jair pulled it back. Who else? Um, so that was a one saw. I mean, that was a blow for John Book that they would have been looking at as being a like three points in the bag. So that was a bit of a, a, bit so, of a tough one for them. So our, our Stato Jamie, who got his massive iPad out just now to show us all the results, is oh, now is that an iPad? fiddling about on his. Is that what they call it these days? Fiddling about on his phone and not not telling us anything. No, no, I'm just letting you think. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm texting, texting my friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So not a good week weekend for John Book. Not a good weekend for John Book. And their third game on Saturday, Jamie. They, what was the third game on Saturday? Uh, Taking a guess here, uh, the third game on Saturday was Sangju Sangde. Uh, they lost 2 1 to Inchon. They did indeed. So Inchon getting a much deserved victory, um, and Sangju now. Odds on for relegation in your eyes? Got to be odds on for, 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 for relegation. Never mind the fact that I think they've now lost to like four teams in a row or something. Like four different, they, they lost to Inchon, they lost in the Cup to Ulsan, they lost last weekend to, uh, what is it, Kwangju or Pohang or something like that? Like, Never mind, in two weeks' time they're playing Seoul. Okay, so well, that's, a, that's a good victory for them then. Okay, I'm so. I'm the table as well, kind of segues nicely onto the, the whole uh, managerial merry go round that's, that's taking place at the moment. Well, yep, so we'll do this to the Sunday's games first, then we'll move on to, like, yeah. as you mentioned there, like the managerial merry go round. Yeah. Well, Guangzhou, of course. Guangzhou? Losing, uh, one, no, excuse me, losing to, to, to Daegu at home there, I think, which has prompted the. Uh, Prompted uh, the, the first the two sackings uh, of, of this week, I believe. Uh, yep. Guangzhou first, yeah. Guangzhou first, uh, I think, yeah. Guangzhou yeah. announced it in Gangwon five minutes later, right? I thought the Guangzhou uh, sacking was pretty, pretty harsh, you know. Considering, I mean, we're not talking about a team here who were on a four-five game uh, slide, you know. If I'm, if I'm corrected, they'd actually won the week before. I think it was against Sanju, in fact. So you know, we're not talking about. I think the results prior to that had been pretty ropey, but you know, we're not talking about a team who, you know. Absolutely out the, the race, you know. They seemed. I suspect it's player power. Niall McGinn. Niall McGinn's coming. Not, not playing. He said, either get rid of this guy or I'm leaving. Has yeah. anybody seen Niall McGinn? Either get rid of this guy or, or you have to pluck my chest here, boys, every Tuesday morning. And I was just like, get rid of the manager. Uh, we won't discuss who the new manager is just yet, but we'll do that once we get to the hot issue. So we'll discuss that in a little bit more detail. So his final game was what? Uh, a loss? Yeah, to Daegu at home, yeah. Last minute winner, wasn't it? Uh, I think so, yeah. And again, bloody um, my my soccer, my football app was uh, 
given me tough information because it said that one of their Brazilians had scored in the 90th minute and then proceeded to get, him sent off, get himself sent off. So I faithfully found the YouTube video and watched it, and he didn't at all. No. Scored or get sent off? Uh, he scored. He scored a penalty, but I, I assume he'd like scored and because it was the 90th minute, he'd taken yeah, his shirt off. And yeah. But no, he. So, some some dopey foreigner sitting there, uh, giving all the information. He has two bottles of soju in, pressed the wrong button. Well, that's has got no chance of getting Nicole Chung on the podcast now, is it? <laughs> um, that was supposed to happen. <laughs> when was that supposed to happen? It's supposed to happen in the close season. <laughs> I'm going to Australia at Juice I could, I could uh, meet her up. That yeah. sounds good. You, you can do a recording then, yeah? Okay, so yeah, so I mean, that was a, obviously like a, a bad result for Guangzhou. It resulted in the, in the, in the departure of, of their manager, but on the positive note, it was a great result for Daegu, yeah? They're now sitting seven points clear of Guangzhou and three points clear of Incheon. Uh, so they really had to run after that in terms of moves about that danger zone, doesn't yeah. it? It's sort of some of that breathing space. Yeah. And uh, as we said, like Sangju looking hugely like the team that's going to be battling relegation. So it looks as if Incheon might, in actual fact, get his stay up, which is not going to make me too happy. Sangju are going to be 2017's Songnam, right? Uh, well placed and then dropping like a stone. Yep. Yep, definitely. Thanks for reminding me of that one. Uh, other games on the Sunday, we also we had uh, the Gang One Jeju, the All Orange game. Yep. Um, I don't know if anyone watched this, but that was a 2 0 victory for Jeju. Um, I think we said in the podcast, I think I said in the podcast that I, th- I thought Jeju would actually have enough in him to win that game. So that prompted the second uh, firing or the second resignation of the day as uh, the, the Gang One manager walked away as well. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that one? You think, I mean, with Gang One's position on the table where they are right now, do you think that was a necessary like, resignation? Do you think he could have stayed and tried to saw out the rest of the season? Like, what do you think? I mean, results were, were, were slipping to, to some extent, but I think the, the, the problem he's faced and, uh, and the real issue here is, is the, the sort of expectation set at the start of the season. Uh, yeah. You know, they've, they've made a couple of big signings that have been rumoured to make even bigger signings. Um, I just suspect that he's he's probably fell victim of those ambitions. Yeah. Irrespective of how realistic they are, I'm hearing today that they're expected to hire the is it the Ulsan University manager, uh, who's, oh, okay. who's the most recent sort of person linked with the post. Uh, you know, I, I, fans apparently clamouring for, for for Choi, you know, for for, for an old uh, an old favourite. But I don't know if he would he would fancy. It. I, I think they uh, and it's something we spoke about the other day, Mark, and, and you mentioned. I think they are shooting for the stars at the moment. When you know maybe maybe. It's not quite realistic yeah. just yet. I mean, the idea was to, at the very least, get the ACL and win a cup or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're six and they're definitely on the slide, so in that respect, I guess, uh, you know, the sacking was, was somewhat justified, but even at that, you know, in the first season up in the, you know, in the, uh, in the classic, you know, sixth place halfway through the season, up, you know, this point of the season isn't exactly a terrible result, you know. Okay. It's unusual for the K League to give someone the boot halfway through, right? Yeah, yeah it's unusual. They, they like to stick. I mean, I guess maybe they're, think, they're thinking to themselves, if with the money that they spent and with the ambitions that they expressed, to not have made the top six would have been an embarrassment. So maybe they're thinking, bring someone in now and make sure that we make that top six, at the very least. Because uh, if they ended up being in seventh or eighth, it would be, that would be like huge like egg on their face after what they said, or what they proclaimed that they were going to achieve and do, yeah? Yeah. So the final game on the Sunday was uh, Ulsan versus Pohang. Uh, Pohang took another lead, I believe, and then yeah. Ulsan uh, squared things. Game yeah, finished one each. It's, I mean, it's, it could have been 
you know, I went for Ulsan this weekend with a, with a kind of put them within firing distance of John Book, but uh, I draw is not the worst result. It moves them into second. They sort of uh, leapfrog uh, Sue one, so it's not the worst of results. But they'll be they'll be looking at that as two points lost for yep. sure, as opposed to uh, as opposed to, to showing sort of great result for them. You know. But as Paul said, it, it does leave them with a situation where they play so the weekend. Yeah. If they were to get three points there, that would push the gap between them and Seoul pretty wide and also you know what I mean like, depending on what happens with John Book and so on could could pull them back into contention again yep. okay so before we look at the challenge we did mention uh, that Guangzhou manager had been fired and I did say that there had been a replacement uh, named it's, before we get the challenge it's the man who resulted in Songnam the most successful K-League team being in the challenge Mr. Kim Hak-Bum himself uh, he was also the guy that revived them when they were yep. floundering last summer Yep, yes, indeed. Uh, so the third manager of the year that got them yeah, to who kept them up basically, yeah. uh, and and won the cup. Uh, Kim Hak Bum. A lot of people were complaining. I don't think he won the cup. I think you'll find Trey lost the cup. Okay, whatever. Uh, a lot of people saying, you know, old boys act, same old players, nothing ever changes, blah 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 blah. But I'm sorry, if you're Guangzhou and you're sitting bottom of the league, bringing in Kim Hak Bum is a massive. Uh, managerial appointment and the one, in my opinion, that could actually keep you up. Uh, who, who would they? Who would Guangzhou fans rather have seen? Some, well, he'd have been one of the old boys as well, right? So they'd rather have seen well, like some Japanese manager or some like, Brazilian guy coming in and with on the ground. But you got to assume they rang around the usual boys, right? Hmm. Kim Akbom, Che Youngsu, Hong Mingbo. I don't think Che Youngsu would have looked at that. I assume they would have done. But at the end of the day, for me, the appointment of Kim Akbom was a great appointment. Um, I don't know what it leaves him. I think Kim Hak Bum's not been 
He's not one of those managers who, who, who like, doesn't use foreign players. I mean, he, he made great use of Peter last year, great use of Thiago, Sever uh, Jeprov right before that. Um, before that, he had players like Molino, Everton, and so on. I don't, know, I don't know if he was a manager of them, but he, he's, he, he will use foreign players. And you might just find that the them again might now become the focal point of the long ball up front. Because that's also Kim's tactic. Tight at the back, good, from, like, good at set pieces, long punt up, a speedy attacker. And now again falls into that category of speedy attacker. Okay. So on to the challenge then. Uh, Jamie, you went again? Oh, no. Just before we get into the challenge, what about the uh, any rumoured names for Kang Wan's new manager? I haven't heard any, but uh, me and Jamie are definitely starting one that Chi Young Su is coming. <laughs> I saw something on Twitter while I was on the way over here actually saying Yu Sang Cho, the, the 2002 World Cup hero, oh, okay. is in line, or yeah. I, I assume that's for Kang Wan rather than. Is, is Kim Hak Wan's Kwangju confirmed? It's confirmed, yeah. It's confirmed. So, yes, so it must be Yu Sang Chol a possibility for Kang Wan. Okay. He's from Ilsan University at the moment, so yeah. He's okay. I'm surprised at that though, because again, if, if you're sacking a manager, we assume on the basis that you've got sort of bigger ambitions than, uh, you know, than, than, than what you've achieved, and to take a sort of chance on a rookie manager in that respect would, would be a bit of a risk, you know. Is, you know, surely Che would, would be a better option in that in that respect. I don't know much about Ilsan University, other than what I know is like. A lot of uh, people were talking about how the manager of that club, or that team, is like apparently really good, right? a, a great tactician. Mm-hmm. Like Osan University pro- like produced lots of good players. I know nothing at all about that, but I do remember seeing his name. Not his name as much, but the you know the, the name of Osan University manager being bandied about quite a bit last year uh, as like a potential. This is an important, you know, this is an important uh, appointment because I'm assuming that this manager is going to see them through the next transfer window, uh, and, and you know, suffice to say that the manager has some input on transfer targets. Then what you don't want is someone spending money and making a, you know, making a making an error or making a, a yep. mistake with it. So yeah, I mean, hopefully it's the right appointment for them. Okay, good suit. So on to the challenge then. Yep. Okay, so Jamie, you're obviously you just arrived a couple of days, maybe last week or so. Last Wednesday, yeah. Last Wednesday, did you make a game at the weekend? We made a few games since then. First day I arrived, we went to Songnam uh, Mokpo. Yeah, we're talking we about the, talk about that for a wee bit. We talked about last week. No, we talk, we're okay. talking about the, yeah, the, no the, the challenge. That's your first experience of K League football in 2017. Yes. Nope. In in August 2017. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, we should talk about it. We've got time. I think you could have K League football. What, what was your? Uh, what was your impression? Your first impression of uh, Paul? Paul, who who did Seoul play in the cup last week? Um, Let's move on. They got a bye, I think. Yeah, they got a bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. A couple of buys in his day, but anyway, <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, I've been, to, I've been to a few games. Uh, on Saturday night, I uh, I spent my evening at the unfortunately timed Seoul and uh, Butchon game. Uh, timed up against a super match, and across the street we had uh, I think it was Doosan were playing on the Saturday yeah. night. Uh, sorry, that's the kettle boiled. Um, so yeah, we it was a, unfortunately timed. Usually, Soliland's crowds range about twelve hundred, thirteen hundred. Uh, Not this year, they don't. Nine hundred and seventy-one. That's a big one. Aye, uh, uh, I was the, the one in that. But uh, yes, so Soliland have been have been ropey to say the least for the past uh, wee while. No one a game since the end of May. Um, to, to what degree have you been following them back back in the UK? Not as much as I would like. Um, it's difficult. 
because of the winter games, it's actually better for me when it's uh, it's going to be because of the summer games. It's actually better for me with with winter games because I can see the games early before I go to work. Yeah. But I worked uh, for Apple back home, so I worked every weekend, uh, which meant that I couldn't catch these 11 a.m. kickoffs unless I was unless I was on lunch. But I always you know followed through whatever means I could. Got a VPN set up for a few games uh, through the engine, which was perfectly timed with a you know seven and eight games skid uh, of, of draws and losses. But would you like to interject at this point in your last two comments? You said follow through and skid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. We uh, yeah, so that was uh, the game of the weekend. That was my, my first game since the last minute winner uh, Jonathan Beluso scored last year, first uh, of June. That's how long ago it was. Um, nice to be back at the uh, jam still again. It's see what you want about the club, you know. But they, they put on a good uh, a good spread, as they would say. Uh, they you know they've got good uh, good sort of catering facilities and that sort of Swedish stuff. Hot and, uh, Swedish hot dog. Swedish hot dog. Fish taco. Fish. No, no fish tacos this weekend. I'm afraid I uh, I quite enjoy my arse intact, so I kind of left that one on its own. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I kind of just went myself. Sat up back stand. Can I? You know, just wanted to sort of soak it up uh, all 970 other fans that were there. Um, so I game kicked off. Eland were f- from the off, you know, steadily in control. And uh, so they'd obviously heard there was a, a new foreign scout there. Yep. So they put on a bit of a show. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, with first half ends no uh, no, and it's you know it's all Eland pretty much. Uh, but John looked dangerous going forward uh, as always. Wagonino is a, uh, a a good forward. You know, he's he's a hard worker and. Uh, you know, he, he was dangerous on the break, but uh, just about the hour mark, um, Alex or Alex, uh, as, he, as he's known, uh, scored the first goal of the game, and he just looked dangerous throughout the entire match. Uh, I think it just shows a difference a cutting edge up front can, can bring to, to, to teams in the challenge because quite often the game can sort of be quite scrappy and quite sort of. But having one player up front who is just going to you know who's going to work his socks off and. Uh, and produce that cutting edge is, 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 makes a significant difference uh, to the game. Choyo Beck scored the second goal just within about five minutes. Um, he's somebody who's been lingering at Elan since the club uh, first started kicking a ball in 2015, and he's kind of more known amongst Elan fans for his, for his Instagram posts really than he is for, for doing anything on the pitch. He, he's a big fan of uh, using Instagram filters uh, to portray himself as a small dog uh, and such things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably the most second notable uh, social media user at Eland after Tarabai's Pants. Tarabai's Pants. Uh, uh, he he, uh, he potted the second, and it wasn't it long before uh, John Min Kwang, big centre half, who had a stormer, who had a terrific game, uh, he, he made it 3 0. Wagonino scored what I think was the, the goal of the game, um, about 15 minutes to go. Crossed into the right hand side, chest volley into the into the sort of near post, and it was. I, I encourage him to have a look at it on YouTube. It's a it's a great goal, and then Alex again got his double and, and made it four one. It was a big relief more than anything. Um, Elan were bottom of the table going into the fixtures last week, and they, they jumped three uh, three places up. Um, so it kind of you know t- it took the pressure off a wee bit. Now Ansan, of course, winning. Um, you know after that made it. Uh, you know, made it, kind of put them back into to, to second bottom, but it kind of gives them a wee bit of breathing space. We're into this big six pointer against Dijon on Sunday night, yep. um, so hopefully, you know, taking the momentum from Saturday there and going into that game against Dijon, they, they should be able to get, you know, three points and, 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 and give themselves a, as I say, a bit of breathing space. Okay. We also went to the the Songnam game, yeah. We did. Yeah, we went to Songnam on um, Monday. On Monday. For Monday. Uh, oh, sorry. Songnam are playing and uh, we're playing against Gyeongnam. Uh, we're obviously jumping through Sunday's games there, but I guess we'll get back to Sunday's then, yeah? Um, 
So basically, like, uh, what we did was we uh, we went out of that game. As I said, they were playing Gyeongnam. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone, any Songnam fan, but any of that game thinking it was going to be anything other than a defeat. Uh, but yeah, I mean, first half started, uh, Gyeongnam took the lead, uh, very much with play. Uh, they had a few chances that they were kind of a little bit uh, snatching at, a little bit wasteful in front of goal. Uh, Kim Dong Chan equalised, a fantastic header, uh, about maybe 10 minutes before half time. And I went in pretty even. Gyeongnam probably having more of the ball, but Songnam having a better chance, perhaps. And the second half started, and Songnam started pretty brightly. Uh, they had a few chances. They came down to try some elaborate back heel yeah. flick. Yeah. Stupid thing when he probably should just have, like, put his laces through it. Um, but Songnam was quietly getting a grip on the game, slowly coming at the game, slowly creating more and more chances. And then Gyeongnam on the counter attack, attack run up the pitch, and a fantastic goal. Brilliant, the counter attack, we lost the ball on the six yard box, they picked it up, three passes later, the guy lashed it right in the top corner of the, of the net, nothing no. Kim Dong Jun could have done about it. Um, Sonam again kept attacking, kept throwing everything at it, and then Gyeongnam again on the break, uh, ran up the pitch, made it 3 1. Um, before the game, 3 1 was a result no one would have disputed and said it would have been okay. But I think over the 90 minutes, I think Song Number were hugely unlucky not to get a point. Yeah. They would have deserved a three point, but they would have deserved all three points, but they, 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 they were good for a point. Yeah. I and think they deserved a point, but just, um, it just wasn't to be. And um, yeah, I mean, not a, it's, not really, it's not a real hardship to lose 3 1 to a team that Gungnam, to be perfectly honest. And especially after Buchon. You know, had lost 4 1 to uh, Eland. It was like, it was a defeat that we could afford to take, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but the same problems that have plagued Songnam all season is we create very few chances, and when we do create them, we don't take enough. And that's a really bad combination. But you, you can't say they're missing Hang Zhou that much, right? Um, I would say. I would say Kim Dong Chan is a far better player than Wang Yijou. Have you kept up with how Wang Yijou is going in, his, in, in Japan? Is he set, setting the world alight? I haven't looked at all, to be perfectly honest. Um, I haven't not really, don't really have much interest. Like I think that's, the kind, of, that's yep. the kind of thing you do, to be honest. Is it, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, especially given the fact that this is effectively alone for a couple of seasons. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I don't really have much interest in Do you know where he went? Can you remember uh, where he went? Gamba, can you remember where he went? Yeah, he, he went to the sushi bar, uh, and then him and a couple of girls went. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, not on Saturday night. Uh, he, he went to Gamba Osaka. He's currently uh, probably he's probably still gambling up the wing. To be perfectly honest, like still chasing the ball even though the game finished like four days ago. Um, yeah, no real interest in how he's doing. I'm fairly certain someone can check and tell me and let me know if he scored. If he's played like 200 minutes and scored 14 goals. But my money's going to be on him not making a single appearance well, yet. Well, he was left out of the most recent uh, national team, so I'm assuming he's not scoring double hat-tricks every week. Well, we're saying that, though. It's no longer early picking the team, so... But Who surely Shin Taeyong would have le- lent on the uh, Songnam connection. Uh, probably, yeah. Did probably. they overlap at Songnam or not? Uh, I think I think he was in Shin Taeyong's youth squad coming through. I think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Songnam... 
I mean, Kim Dong Chan's doing well. He's like scoring goals. He scored like several goals this season for us since we brought him in. And yeah, um, all we can do is keep plugging away and just hope that we get a playoff spot. And that's really all we can do. Okay. Uh, obviously, Kyungnam won. Uh, closest rivals, Busan. How did they get on? So they drew um, away from home to, to Daejeon which I think is a, is a pretty poor result considering the, the season that Daejeon have had it's been a strange weekend for, for teams at the bottom of the bottom of the table and you know we've seen a minute with the, with the Ansan result you know that all three teams uh, at the bottom of the table picking up points but you know I think Busan in particular would have you know to be honest with you no one else was going to win the league you know Gyeongnam uh-huh. you know, they, they started a few you know for a couple of weeks uh, maybe about a month or so ago but Gyeongnam are head and shoulders above anybody uh, else in that league and you know we were talking about that a minute ago you know from 75 minutes onwards until they scored the, the, the third goal in the 85th minute you're sitting there waiting for Songnam to score it's just a case of win and then bang three passes and it's you know it's 3-1 uh, they're a good outfit they're also a, a kind of crafty outfit I think, yeah. as well Gyeongnam you know they, they don't want to make fouls they don't want to pick up bookings you know they're, they're, they're quite a sort of they show a bit of gamesmanship that yeah. you know isn't really you know common in, in, uh, you know, in, in the challenge but uh, yeah, th- th- that was a strange weekend for, for teams at the bottom of the table. Busan and uh, I can't imagine that was exactly the game of the weekend. But uh, Busan picking up a point, I guess, away from home uh, to, to, to Dijon. You mentioned the Ansan game there. They had the Ansan goal. They were playing Suwon away. Yes, Ansan picked up a four-nil win uh, away to I have no idea how that happened. I have no idea either. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. What can we say? Like, that Sleeves. was Asan and Anyang is the last game. Uh, yep. And that finished uh, two 0 victories to the place. Goal of the week scored in that game apparently. Pretty a sweet goal. Pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty sweet goal. Rattled it right into the far corner. That seems like a, another one worth uh, having a look at on YouTube. So I did see Songnam fall out of the automatic, 100% guaranteed official playoff spots, but potentially, depending on what the K League does with Asan, maybe still in the playoff spots. Uh, the good news for Songnam was that. Uh, both Suwon and Anyang lost and so we, we didn't really lose any ground on, on them so, um, so last week we said it was Kyungnam to get promoted Pusan to be second and then two out of five for the rest nothing's changed basically nothing much has changed but what I would say is with Anyang and Suwon losing particularly Anyang they now have four points to claim back on Songnam uh, but I still think yeah any two, out, any two from that five Depending okay. on what the police. What was it before for hashtag Mokpo? It was thirteen games unbeaten or twelve games unbeaten yeah. for, for Songnam, you know that? Fourteen. They had fourteen they had a ropey start to the season, but you know, you'd, you'd like to think they could replicate that form against yeah. other teams in the challenge with Gyeongnam. I mean losing to Gyeongnam is not really something that I think is going to what, what happened against Mokpo? Uh, so we lost to now in the cup. Time to talk about this. So what actually happened was we lost three, three now in the cup the round after you crashed out in penalties to Pusan. So Anyway, you're on a mock pole. Yeah, you're on a mock pole. Very good. That should have been the title of last week's podcast, and not and not Paul's egocentric back for good. Which, by the way, anyway, so we, we've kind of talked here a little bit about Shinty Young. Uh, you said he was left out of the squad, so you want to allude to his Paul about who did make his squad in if it wasn't Wangy Joe? It must be a lot of changes because he's got like what <laughs> eight, eight or nine Kaylee players in, right? Uh, Something like that, yeah. Including six from John Book. Uh, yep, I guess fine enough that you would agree with that. Uh, obviously, the rookie being there, um, Jinsu being there, Jason being there, 
Minje. Minje. Interesting one was Kim Minu from from Suwon. The young one. The young one. I thought well, that. I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, Ko Yohan from Seoul. Who's that? Ko Yohan from Seoul. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess didn't Uli invite him into a a squad? I think he did. Yeah. yeah I think did he not play against one of the? Did he team that he beat six now? I don't think he played because. He played right. I see. This is this is. He's put, someone was saying he played once before in a, a random match somewhere like five years ago. Okay, but I, I know he was included in the squad for like the double header against like I don't know like the the Asian version of the Faroe Islands in uh, San Marino. Can't remember who they are right now. Uh, Myanmar, whatever it is. But I think the big, the strange news is Edon Gook. Yeah, that's that's very weird. Uh, a guy who's not exactly. Played that many games this season. I, I checked that many minutes. I actually checked even. the stats. He plays 700 minutes in about 18 games, so he's averaging about 35 minutes a game. Okay. So I think he's made about five starts and 13 times come off the bench. So it's, it was seen through, from what I read, Cynthia Young's excuse or reasoning behind that um, is that he he has said basically um, he feels that um, Edon Good can bring mentoring can bring support and help for the young guys and can help you know like develop them even if he doesn't play so it does sound as if he's got no intention of actually playing them but, but he's only picked three strikers in his squad right which Edong uh, yeah. the Wookiee and Pang Yi Chan so would yeah. he not be better off picking the guy the Korean guy that scored 15 odd goals in the for, game for Pohang yeah yeah Yang Dong Hyun yeah that surprised me um but bear in mind that um, Shinty Young did have the Olympic team, uh, the under-22s in the Olympic team, and maybe he has issues with Yang Dong-hyun, or maybe he, he knows him from somewhere else before that. I don't know. I thought that was a strange one. I thought if you're going to pick K-League strikers, why not pick, you know... OK, the rookie just gets included because he's the rookie. He's that aerial threat that, you know, Korean, Korea doesn't have otherwise. But... He's on good because a strange one for me. It's not even as if he's bringing a sort of plan B because the wiki does that. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you're looking there, the Quang uh, Chan, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, five foot nine sort of thing, but he's not even bringing a sort of long ball option at the table. You know, that's already there, so it's kind of. As Paul said, I mean, he's effectively brought three strikers with only the intention of playing two. So he's going to play with Wang Chan up front, one up front, and with the rookie coming off the bench if we're losing. That's the, that's the game plan. So already Iran know the game plan. The game plan is Bangi Chan up. He's never going to start with the rookie. Never going to start with the rookie against Iran. There's no chance. He's going to go with a small nippy guy. He's not going to go with the six foot two guys and fire long balls in. Not against a team of six foot four defenders. It's not going to happen. So he's he's going to play with he's going to play with Chan, and when when that doesn't work, he'll throw the rookie on. And I think. Uh, yeah, that's all. That doesn't work. work. He'll take the wookie off and put the the gookie on. Put put the gookie on, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So interestingly, any other names like jump out and bite you? Uh, nope. Okay. I was trying to figure out who's <laughs> missing. Like, if he's brought in that many K League players, who's missing? I good noticed uh, John wasn't there in, in goal. Uh, that's yep. That's a good point. And then defence, who's missing in defence? Moore was, what's his face, the ex Chumbuk keeper. He's not there either. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So. It's an interesting one. But well, I guess, we'll, I mean, it's a 
quite a do or die, must win, everything rests on it game, but it's pretty important. <laughs> Two games, if he loses both, they're screwed. Yeah, basically, yeah. But, but I guess he's viewing it as being... But if we go back to the uh, Uli period, were you unhappy with Uli's selection? Yes, or were you unhappy always. with So are you happy with Shin Young's selection? I think he's... He's at least go with the, he's at least went with the K League, and I'm happy that he's went with the K League. I'd rather see a player in the K League. Maybe he's chosen the wrong ones, but I'd rather see someone who's playing week in week out in the K League or whatever than someone who's like sitting on the bench for some J2 team. To be honest, yeah. Some so Red Bull outfit in Europe, somewhere. yeah. So I'm happy that he's picked. Surprised he's picked. He, he done good, but happy that he's at least picked other players like Ko Johan, Kimenu. That I'm happy about, yeah. Right. Okay, just before we get into the previews, uh, I think you want to have a little bit of rant about um, Yi Sang Ho. In the I did indeed, game. yeah. I did indeed, yeah. Hero that he is. Uh, I think complete and utter ridiculous. So, what happened was Yi Sang Ho at the end of the super match, down in Su one after Sowood 1 1 now, to an own goal, and Jonathan, their only good player, had been stretched off with what they thought might be a broken foot, Yi Sang-ho decided to walk up to his ex-team's fans and applaud them and say, hey... As is the custom in Korea. As is the custom in Korea, not, not so quickly. Let's be perfectly honest here. As is the custom with some players at some points, but generally, the fans know what's going to happen first. It's not like every time you do it. He didn't do it at Sangam, but it was one each. Uh, I don't know why he did it in that game. Well, You'll know better than me, but am I right to say that when he began to approach the Suwon fans, uh, he was kind of warned from a distance that you yes. know, he wasn't welcome, there was balls thrown at him from, from the halfway line, would that be right? Uh, I think the stuff that was thrown from the halfway line was thrown at the ref. Okay. So there was someone threw a can of beer at the ref, so I can only assume that a good friend of the podcast, Martin, is back in career at the minute. Okay. Uh, podcast listener Scotty said that things were being thrown at he sang ho as he approached the halfway line, and he could have just bowed then. So he, he was, yeah. I guess as he as he headed towards the Suwon fans, I guess people started yeah. chucking stuff from the north end, but the stuff that was thrown from the west end was was thrown at yeah, the ref. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not quite an Adebayor go against Arsenal um, kind of thing, but I still think I know it's the custom in Korea, but I do think. Um, there are certain things when you just don't you should maybe think twice about doing it and for, for me that was one of those times when he could have shown a little bit more savvy than to do it and then to wind them up by taking a sip from the water wind them up that was funny uh, let's just hope the guy who did it hadn't spat in it and, or, or even worse yep. done something else with some other body fluids in it uh, otherwise he's saying we might not make the next game as he's recovered from dysentery I assume he's got hepatitis or something like that <laughs> probably yeah I mean, I'm not quite sure my 10 years in Korea was served me long enough to think I don't think I'd pick up a strange bottle uh, this floor on a football pitch containing a clear liquid to be honest <laughs> well soju kills all germs um, and, it, and he's come out in the, uh, the, the pre-match interview for this weekend and said and he obviously was asked about it and they've and he said next time I'm going to wear a helmet. So no, that's kind of funny. Guess you can just stop being a helmet. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Personally, I mean, 
I had this conversation uh, actually at the end of last season with the Phantom when I when I said that Hong Chow walked over and he said, "Oh, what happened?" And I was, "Oh, you know, like the Songnam fans clapped him," and he went, "Shame." Um, and that's a shame, right? Uh, and I think, I mean, it took Hong Chow three years or something to actually come over. They used to hang his top upside down and pretty much have, like chant songs about him and his wife and everything else. Um, but I think now that's all kind of smoothed over and everything with Hong Chow's sign. I think you'll find Yi Sang Ho, it was too soon. I think it was probably just too soon to have done it. And I think with the, with the situation, with the conditions of what happened in, in the game, uh, in the context of what happened, I think it was a stupid thing to do. I agree with you to an extent. I think it was, it was a bit foolish. It was far too soon. But I also think that it takes too tango and to throw stuff onto the pitch. Oh. It's a problem for beer drinkers up and down this country. Let's, you know what I mean? Because that, the ramifications there lie with us. The next okay, time you try and stick a, a cargo into Tanchon. Okay, know? let me let me jump in here and be perfectly clear. No one, no one, no matter who it is, that deserves a bottle or a can or anything thrown at them. Let me just be perfectly clear. Uh, I thought you were going for moral equivalence. No, no. The C1 fans reaction was utterly disgraceful. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, "Well, she not done me did. Someone threw an unopened bottle, of, uh, an unopened an, an, an can of beer. That's going to be a moral crime worse than anything else. That is, that's utterly out of order. Why would they, did they go on the pitch afterwards and pick it back up? I, um, so. I mean, the throwing of objects on the pitch at football is a disgrace. Um, the spitting, the throwing of buckfast uh, buck bottles, coins, batteries, all those things is a disgrace. I don't agree with it at all whatsoever. Um, so I'm not saying that I'm not saying he was wrong and they were right. What their reaction was utterly disgraceful. But I think he should have known better. Well, we're talking about badly behaved, um, badly behaved players. Uh, is it Matthew German, the, the Suwon central yeah, defender? That's a weird one, right? Yeah, that's a weird one. He, uh, uh, Sol Dayan scored what we thought was uh, Sol's second goal, yep, and it was off. chopped off for offside. Yep. And Matthew German, Suwon defender, turned around to the Sol fans and mocked them for cheering this offside goal. And he's just been called up. And he, and he got a call up for it. He's been called up to the show and asked for him. Now, this is a guy who, I'm going to be honest. That, that's like Australian sledging. They, they go for that kind of thing, though, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I've been unimpressed by him like, in every game I've watched him in. I think he gets caught easily in possession. Uh, I think he has no awareness of a ball in the air. I think he's caught flat footed at corners on. You don't listen, Matt, do you? Um, I think he's caught out of corners, and I was really surprised that he got caught up in the Australian national team. I don't think there's too much quality um, in defence. In defence of that team, I know that Milos Dejanek, who plays for Yokohama Marinos uh, in Japan, is a regular uh, in that, in that okay. team. Uh, so sort of they play to meet the back. Um, so I think it's just a case of numbers and central defence in there. From what I've seen of Dejanek, he doesn't look too hot. You know, he, you know, he's kind of issued a couple of clubs he's been in the past. So. I don't think the pool is exactly very deep, which um, would explain why he's maybe Yeah, I mean, I'm not slamming German as he's a bad player. I'm just saying that I think he gets caught uh, daydreaming at times. But he he also poses an aerial threat for Suwon, and I think he's become a bit of a Suwon cult hero as well. Uh, so fair play to the guy, and brilliant, well done, Matt. Great, great news to get a call up. Some, someone on the I would uh, have called you up, but some, someone on the podcast Twitter account compared him to ex uh, podcast uh, hate Host? figure Bosnar. Well, I thought someone could be the ex-podcast host, Stevie. <laughs> I was just saying, oh, he's taller than him. Yeah, Bosnar, eh? That's when we talk about Eddie Bosnar. Yeah, both wankers. Interesting, though, that you, you talked about Eddie Bosnar. Like, we've talked a little bit earlier, we mentioned Sever Jeparov. And we also talked a little bit 
you know, like the names when I mentioned like Everton and Molino and so on. Uh, maybe it would be a good time to mention a, a future uh, idea, a future instalment on, on the podcast. We're going to go for the K-League Hall of Fame. At the moment, it's known as the K-League Classics. The K-League Classics? About that. That's, so, that's, the, that's the, uh, the name uh, at the minute, but the plan is, yep, you're exactly right, to show off a, a biography and about discussion surrounding notable figures, games, stadiums, uh, you know, moments, events, teams, whatever it could Did you be games? from the history of the games. League. Yes, that's correct. So, yeah. Just double checking. Non career, mate. Uh, you know, <laughs> so we'll see how that one goes. But so, just so uh, normally this is the kind of thing we'd uh, sort of ask the readers to tell us who they want to hear about or what they want to hear about. But we're assuming it's stuff that happened before they were in country, so they didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah. So it's to give them an idea of like when people, like, for example, when we tweet, you know, Matt German is a new Eddie Bosner. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we mean by Matt Jumner's and you, Eddie Bosnar? So you're saying Eddie Bosnar's the first, um, first issue? Um, can we do that one as a dry podcast? <laughs> um, that one cannot have any alcohol involved, or me and Paul might get taken off air <laughs> and arrested. Yeah, so, so that's the plan. Next week, who we're starting with? Eddie Bosnar. Eddie Bosnar? I don't think we are. I think we're starting with... Eddie Bosnar. Eddie Bosnar is now. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's fine. Eddie Bosnar. Okay. Uh, so we can explain what we mean by. I'll bring gloves. By he's just pulled a Bosnar. He is a Bosnar. Okay. He's the new Eddie Bosnar. Um, yeah, we'll we'll give you all the insight into why Eddie Bosnar is uh, a cult figure for the right and wrong you reasons. Say cult? Or do you cult. Say, do you say something else? <laughs> for the right and wrong reasons with several sets of fans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess the, the final thing for today then is to preview the weekend's games I guess we'll just quickly go through the classic we, Paul you mentioned earlier um, that so we're playing Ulsan I guess we may as well do that one first um, how do you see that one going now? what do you think like? it was a, was it a tedious nil-nil draw for a foreigner's day back earlier in the season oh, and someone's tag night it was indeed so I guess the important thing for Seoul is not to lose yep again uh, a win would be nice yep I'm going to go for a one straw. Okay. I'm going to go along to this game. Uh, I think so. We'll probably win this. Just based on the momentum they got last weekend. And I also think uh, this is a bigger game for Seoul than it is for Ilsan. I think Ilsan are pretty comfortable uh, in second. I think Seoul are looking to climb up the table. So uh, I can see Seoul taking this. Okay. Okay. Uh, also on Saturday, uh, we also have Jeju versus Donham. Home win. Home win every day of the week. Yeah, Jeju on good form. I've undefeated for about a month now, I think, or six weeks now, so they're fine today. Okay. And also, we have uh, Suwon versus Gangwon. Uh, the blue strip versus the Tangerine strip. For an away win? <laughs> uh, I'm going for a home win. Even minus Jonathan, they'll beat Gangwon. I think I'm going for a draw. A draw? I'm going for okay. one each. I think Gangwon will, will, will come good for that. And also on Saturday, we have John Brick at home to Gwangju. Away win. Kim Hackbomb. Away win. I'm going for a draw. We're going for a John Brick by decapitation. Okay, because it's Kim Hackbomb. Okay, I'm going for a nothing each draw. And for KBS N Sports to turn it off halfway through and put on <laughs> Tiddle <Tiddlewinks. laughs> On Sunday, we have two games an interesting intro United versus Pohang Steelers. Yep. I cannot miss that. I've been to that every season. Uh, for, for the last four years I've been to that game so I might go along to that one uh, if I do I hope it's a four each but if I don't uh, I hope Pohang wins 7-0 
No, wait a minute, that doesn't work. That's the other way around, right? Uh, I'm going to say a way win. Okay. I don't think Pohang are good. I don't think Inchon are good. And I think by default, Pohang will win it just because they're Pohang. Every time I've been in that game, Pohang have won it, right? I think Pohang um, and the last game on Sunday, they go at home to Sandy. Well, that's a massive that's a game now, game, right? right? For both teams, it's a huge one. Huge game. And that could be the game that sees Daegu go safe. In terms of, if they won that, they'd be four. Well, not safe, but safer. And it could be the game that sees Sandy just, like, yeah. cry their eyes out for the rest of the, the, rest of the year, right? Uh, I'm going to go for a home win. Um, yeah, quite probably. Quite fancy Daegu in that game, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, in the challenge? In the challenge, well, obviously, I think, as uh, Jamie mentioned earlier, uh, he's going down to Dejan for uh, That's on the Sunday, though, right? Yeah, that's okay. Sunday night. Yeah, we've got a few games on Saturday first. We'll get Butch on uh, at home to, to Gyeongnam on, on Saturday night. Away uh, win? Away win. I'm going to go for an away win as well. Yeah, it's good away win. Uh, Anyang versus Songnam. It's a hard game. I'm going to go for revenge for, for Songnam after we lost 2-0 at the beginning of the season when we thought we were going to romp that game 5-0 I think you're right I think Songnam may at least draw in this game simply because they've faced tough opposition last Wednesday against Mokpo and then Gyeongnam at home on Monday night again Mokpo last Wednesday 3-0 who beat Sawiland in the last round? last right they were like four rounds ago right? That's what's the furthest Iran have ever got in the cup? actually interesting enough right now that you're here that you must be getting ready and really excited about next year's ACL right? No, I mean, it's, it's, Sorry, okay, it's day, mate, as long as God looks upon us, then, you know, <laughs> we're all good. Sorry. Are you trying to mock him? He did oh, that already. The mock pop. <laughs> oh, why is it three of us? Anyway, um, so you're going to go for, I'm going to go for an away win. I think Sonam will win that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, uh, think Sonam will get back to form on that one. I think so. Uh, the other game on Saturday is Prusan at home to Ansan. Uh, Ansan won 4-0 the weekend, Pusan going off the age. Uh, Pusan could be... I'm going to say Pusan will bounce back. Could be a draw, but predicting the challenge is, you know, yeah. hard work, isn't it? Okay. And there's two games on Sunday, that means there's no Monday game. Uh, and that is Dejan at home to Eland. Wow, that's like... Home win. Yeah, I'm going to say home win. I, I, after watching that game on Saturday, I cannot possibly say anything other than an away win. That's okay. Eland for... Honestly, they were, it was like watching Barcelona. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How many beers did you have? Zero, you know, actually. This is my first beer in Korea since I arrived, so... Okay. And the final game in the challenge, the final game of the, uh, the K-League this weekend, Suwon at home to Asan. Could be an away win, surely. Away win. After Suwon's 4-0 defeat last round, uh, they've been poor this season. Uh, none of the stuff they've been, they did last year has been working. Uh, a lot of their top players have been underperforming. Uh, I saw them, we tore them apart. We utterly destroyed them, you know, uh-huh. uh, a couple of games ago. I think they're on another hiding, like, two, three, four now again. Can I argue with that? Okay. So, obviously, we talked about hidings. We talked about drying your eyes for Sangju. Uh, any idea what we might go with, with, with an outcome, Tom? Broken heart is hurting me I've got my pride